Hello, welcome to Progressive Recovery, season four of the recovery sessions. This is Ron Chapman. This season, we'll be exploring emotional sobriety, a subject that has captivated any number of our listeners because of the promise it holds for us living more balanced, more fulfilled, richer lives as our recovery progresses. We'll be talking to a number of people who have some experience, strength, and hope to share, and in many cases, a fair amount of time learning how to practice emotional sobriety. We'll make reference to a number of connection points that you may be interested in. We're just delighted you're here. Thanks for joining us. Delighted to welcome Chandra to Progressive Recovery today to talk about emotional sobriety. Chandra, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Tell me and our listeners just a little bit about you and your recovery story. So, um, you know, August of this year, Ron, marked 16 years of abstinence from alcohol for me. And I, I pose it that way, abstinence from alcohol, um, because it's different, right? And fortunately, I am sober as well. So it's not just that I don't partake in alcoholic beverages anymore. I live a sober lifestyle. Hmm. Could you just say a word more about a sober lifestyle? Because some of our listeners will probably, they'll wonder what you mean by that, which sets up emotional sobriety nicely, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think it does too. Um, so what I mean by it is that um, I, I feel like I do the, the soul searching and the deep work that's necessary to um, move beyond the things that made me drink in the first place. Mm. right um mm. the things and and also bring to light bring to uh, my own consciousness what those things were because a lot of for a lot of us they're buried right we don't know what we don't know about ourselves <laughs> mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. um and you know my story is that i i didn't have um I didn't have a like a terrible story. I didn't get a DUI. I should have gotten DUIs. Um, I didn't lose my house, my family, my job. Um, but I was losing myself, and I didn't. I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. I had this tremendous discomfort, and alcohol for a while served to um, alleviate that discomfort. Um, and. And as I drank more and that wasn't helping anymore, you know, it was kind of, I had to do something. I have alcoholism in my family. I knew I was warned, you know, hey, honey, you have the gene. Just be aware, you know, didn't know that blackouts were not normal, <laughs> you know, things like that. You know, I was young and, you know, at that time, but um, so it took me a while to get into the, the program, and I'm very thankful, very thankful mm -hmm. that, that I'm there. And it's been a discovery about my relationship with my higher power. Mm -hmm. I think that's my driving force. That's my guiding force, my relationship. I know, I know, Ron, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that if alcohol were to hit my lips, my relationship with God would be, um, would be just... Gosh, I, I, I would just, I would fall. Mm. I would just fall. Not to say that I couldn't get it back. I'm not saying that about relapse. But what I'm saying is that I know I have something that I've worked very hard for. I've done the work. I'm doing the work. Let me put it that way. I'm doing the work because I think it's a nonstop journey and it's a practice. And, and 
so how does that connect? That's an excellent distinction about what it means to be a sober person. How's that connect into this idea of emotional sobriety for you? Well, you know, um, some of the, some of the things I thought of, um, you know, emotional sobriety is about responding. It's not about reacting. It's about responding. Um, it's about understanding and developing and living my values. I didn't know what that was before. You know, I, I knew I thought I was a good person, but how do I live my values? How do I live? And for me, it's, you know, Christ centered. How do I live that? How do I, you know, exemplify that? Um, the other thing is, um, you know, recognizing both my strengths and my challenges. You know, we go through a fourth step in, in uh, the program of Alcoholics Anonymous. We go through a fourth step and we identify those character defects, right? Um, and I think when we're done, we have to go through a, um, a searching of what are those God-given talents that we have and how do I use them to express his love in this world hmm. and, and what he put us here, put me for, you, you here for, yeah. you know? So I think that there's, and it's rich, you know, that happy, joyous, and free life, it's available. It is. It just doesn't come with, you know, birds singing all the time and butterflies flying around, you know, you, you know, in the halo. It doesn't, it doesn't happen like that. You know, I can be happy, joyous, and free and be in grief because I lost somebody. Hmm. So I'm, what I'm struck by there, Chandra, is, I mean, I know so often we talk about character defects and all that sort of stuff, but mm -hmm. as soon as you go down the talents path, what some might call the assets inventory, I mean, any number of ways to look mm -hmm. at that, but I mean, that's a whole different space. How does talents lead you into this better balance or emotional sobriety or living your highest self? What's, what, what's the connector there in terms of this emotional sobriety? I think it's um, that sense of fulfillment that comes from good, solid, orderly direction, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So, so it's, it's kind of like this grounding, this centeredness. You know, um, I think it was Rumi who said, we're all here walking each other home, mm. you know, and I can remember in my thirties standing in my kitchen in, in New Jersey, we had just moved into a, a new house and we had moved from Pennsylvania to New Jersey. And I remember standing there saying, gosh, I want to go home. And I would go, oh, where's home? Do I want to go back to Pennsylvania? Mm, no. Do I want to go back to my childhood home? No, it took me a couple of years after that to find what, what is that home, you know, it, and it's coming back fully centered, fully right here, right now with you in this glorious conversation. And I get to say whether it's glorious or not, you get to say whether it's glorious or not. Boy, that was, that was, that was potent. I let's see if I can reflect it back. Mm -hmm. um, fully centered right here, right now, glorious moment. Yes. That, yes. Sounds, that sounds like a characterization of what it is to be in sort of a rock solid, emotionally sober yeah. moment. Yeah. You know, I'm sure, Ron, that you're familiar with this, but one of the, one of the turning points for me, and it was actually, um, it was before I went into um, the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, um, I took this training where 
um, we discerned between what happened and the story about what happened. Uh-huh. And I'm sure you're familiar with that, right? Yes. Something yes. happens and then we put a story to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've even had like tastes of that in academic classes, you know, writing assignments and stuff like that. So, you know, when we separate our story about something from the something, then we realize we can put a different story on it. Hmm. So I can say, Hey, this is, um, you know, 20 minutes out of my day. I gotta, uh, I gotta talk to Ron Chapman <laughs> yeah, yeah. or I can go, wow, you know, I get to. I get to and, and, and truly feel I'm not talking about um, just lip service or anything, because if I didn't feel it, I'd be truthful with you. But, you know, but just, um, I don't know, there's just beauty and grace and love. And and that's really how I want to live my life. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't, um, there are a couple of things. One, one is that I, I'm of the belief that I didn't create myself. It is not my own doing that I'm sitting here in this chair, you know, some magical thing happened. And, and I was born and here I am. So why do I think it's my life? Why do I think it's my life I'm living? Right? So when I let go and I surrender and I do the first step and I realize that I'm powerless and I surrender in the third step again and in the 11th step every single day, right? Then, then I'm living a life that's bigger than my small ego could ever imagine. Hmm. Hmm. So that begs the question, this is the ultimate question, right? Is it's like, how do you translate that into the listener who's saying, okay, great, Chandra, what's your advice for how I do this? What's your, what's your guidance to them? The, the person who's saying, I want what she has, where do they start or what do they do, Chandra? Mm, I think they start with the 11th step, sought through prayer and meditation, you know, because it's cultivating that observant nature right? To be able to observe, oh, I think that way. Oh, I tend to do that. Oh, there's a trigger, right? Without a judgment. So there has to be self-compassion. There has to be self-love in there too. And I think that there's something very, very distinct with that word, we become willing. Because I think grace happens with our willingness. So I may not be able to love myself in every single situation, but I'm willing to do it. I'm willing, and then God can step in, hmm. Hmm. right? So 11th step, it's sought through prayer and meditation, you know? And, you know, prayer can be, I'm on my knees at the end of the night. My hands are, you know, folded in front of my heart. My eyes are closed, and I'm thinking about people that I love and I care about and people in the rooms and out of the rooms and, you know, saying my prayers. Or I can be walking through the grocery store, and I can be, you know, noticing my own mood. I mean, I have the power to change my mood. My goodness gracious. Mm. Mm. You know, Mm. I used to be one of the grumpy people getting up in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not grumpy anymore. (laughs) I'm not grumpy in the morning anymore. I might be tired. I may have only gotten five hours of sleep, but that doesn't mean I have to be grumpy. Yeah. Somebody, somewhere I learned that those two went through lack of sleep equals grumpiness. Yeah. Somewhere I, I, I picked that up. I wasn't conscious about picking it up, but I picked it up. So now I'm aware that I can change my mind about that. That's, that's some powerful stuff. Um, and I, I love that you framed it in the 11th step and where you've been able to go that. I, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your experience, strength, and hope for our listeners and for 
practicing the sober life for the benefit of you and others, Chandra. Yeah, thank you, Ron. Thank you for all you're doing. I love it. Happy to be in it with you. Thank you. Same here. Thank you for listening to season four of the recovery sessions at Progressive Recovery, Emotional Sobriety. Please explore the site for more information. There'll be more to come as well.